Scotty and then Wainwright can go walk into the sunset. I don't care. Uh, oh, yeah, they're the best things in baseball. Okay, get the fuck off. I'm not sure what the fuck this is. I'm about to find out. This is Tall Can Audio. What's happening, everybody? Welcome inside an all-new episode of the Tall Can Audio Podcast. As always, my name is Matt Robinson. Hope you're all having a great week so far. Uh, give us a follow on social media at Tall Can Audio. We love to hear what you guys have to say about all these episodes. And uh, yeah, make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast app. We're going to keep the good stuff coming for you. That includes next week our annual Leafs and Sends preview shows. Uh, Jeff Vayette and uh, Graham Nichols will return respectively to uh, to help us out with those. So that's going to be fun. Also next week we will be uh, over at the Nita Beer Company, Michaela Schreider and I will uh, will host a regular show from there. We'll get into all the usual sports news that we always do. And then at the end of that episode, Andy Nita will uh, join us to talk about this year's Nita Beer Company Advent Calendars, which are, uh, of course, feature breweries uh, from all across Ontario. Uh, their offerings at uh, different beer every single day of the month in December. It's kind of a tradition around here. It's something that Nita puts a lot of work into. So Andy will join us to talk about those. Uh, also... Quick apology, uh, I know Mike Ross was advertised to be on the show this week. He is the in-arena voice for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Mike will not be able to join us this week. He's had to uh, to postpone. Uh, said he's more than happy to do it down the road. He's been on before. You know how it is. Things happen. It's Thanksgiving week. Uh, things come up. So uh, he won't be with us this week, but uh, he will join us down the road a little bit. So stick around for that. That'll be uh, That'll be a lot of fun. With all that out of the way, we do have playoff baseball coming this weekend. On Friday, it's at 4.07. Saturday at 4.07, if necessary. Sunday at 2.07. Blue Jays and Mariners from the Rogers Center. Uh, to help us break it all down, our buddy Andrew Stoughton is uh, is battling all sorts of things today to be here. Thanks so much, man. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. I'm, I'm not battling. There's there's real battles out there to be fought. Uh, it's certainly not between the Blue Jays and the Orioles right now, but yeah. no, uh, 18 innings of baseball that nobody really wanted. Uh, I've got to be honest with you; I haven't even turned it on. To uh, I saw Trevor Richards was getting the start, so uh, Otto Lopez. I guess. yeah, Romano pitched in like the third or fourth. Like they're they're just like. Just, just get in pitch, there. Pitch right now. We don't care. Have yeah, the day off. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it is what it is. They got to get through these. Everybody just praying to get through it healthy. Um, I, I'm sure they'll take it easy wherever they can. But uh, the first thing is I saw this schedule, man, and I sort of saw this coming, you know, how this series was going to play out. And we sort of knew ahead of time roughly when it would be. Uh, what a nuisance it is to have a family and a Thanksgiving during MLB's playoffs. <laughs> we haven't had to do this in a few years. So, um is there is there going to impact your plans at all, man? Does this affect your Thanksgiving? It a hundred percent does. Yeah, I already talked to my mom this morning. Like, uh, yeah, uh, well, she knows. She knows. Like, it's not. I am. I, I have the privilege of like this is my job. So yeah, they'll work around me. But like, if it, if you know, you're just a, a regular person and you're Hi. not covering the team, it's a, right. it, it's a bit of an a more awkward conversation, I'm sure. If uh, yeah, we're one of those families that does uh, Thanksgiving on Sunday as opposed to Monday, so. Right now, I'm relieved to see it's at two o'clock. If it could, if it's necessary, and we get there, you know, it should be done by the time dinner is being put on the table. But uh, you know, Arden was also tweeting that uh, it'll be moved if other games don't require, and that that seems right. problematic to me. But uh, but we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. I feel bad for the Seattle fans, right? Like that's that's what eleven a.m. I mean, yeah, it's uh, true. We, we talked. We talked. Off- 
I'm, I'm a night guy. Yep. Uh, 11 a.m. sometimes not my favorite time of day. Right. Okay. See, I get that. I, I relate to that too. I'm a late night type of person. So, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll take a couple of four o'clock starts though on a long weekend. That's that's not too shabby at all. Look, uh, this is an interesting series. We've sort of known for a couple of weeks it was going to come down to playing either Seattle or Tampa. It ends up being Seattle. Before we jump into the actual series, any sort of relief there for you. We Jays fans sort of have a bit of a thing about Tampa, especially if it was going to be in Tampa. Uh, any sort of mental, I don't know, gymnastics into talking yourself into that this is going to be easier or a better matchup avoiding the Rays? I mean, I think it's a worse matchup, but I completely understand. Like, I, I in my most recent post, I, I was like, yeah, the, 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 the Trop thing is a bit overblown, isn't it? And like literally went like back page by page through baseball reference and like looked at their record every year. And it's like, Oh, they've had one winning season right. at the top since 2006. <laughs> and it, it has been a little bit better in more recent years. Uh, also just like aesthetically, it, it's like not, a, you don't want to watch that game. That's, that's a, that's a terrible thing. And I think, you know, obviously uh, 2020, even though I think we're all comfortable now saying that that wasn't a real playoffs yeah. and that, you know, uh, <laughs> I think they, they said on the broadcast the other day, like Bo Bichette was talking about it. It was like, Oh, this was a 60 game season. I'd have been terrible. I was like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> accurate. Yes. Completely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, I don't know, like that, I, I understand all of those demons for sure. Um, the Mariners are a better team. The Astros are a better team than the Yankees. Like I, I don't, I, I don't think like, I think the three best teams in the American league are in this one side of the bracket, which is a problem. But also, you're going to have to beat good teams, you know, to to advance. That's just that's that's the part of the year we're in, and uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be fun. I hope it lasts more than you know a couple games. That would be stupid. Yeah, um, I took some shit in 2020 for <laughs> saying you know it's not a real playoffs, and it is a real playoffs. This is. These were the rules they laid out at the beginning of the year. Oh, you if made they, it oh, they won, I'd be calling it the real playoffs. Sure, yeah. of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, when you look back at it, you're like, come on. It, 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 and it barely, you know, as some of the players have said in the broadcasters, it didn't even, you didn't even have time to have settled in before, you know, it felt like it was over and, and you're running out Matt Shoemaker and Robbie Ray in a back-to-back situation or, you know, piggybacking off of each yeah, other. Yeah. The whole thing was just strange and it was over before you could even blink. And I guess, you know, as we move into talking about this series, in theory, in that regard, it could be the same. At least there'll be fans in the the buildings, which there weren't at that point in 2020. But uh, this is going to be quick and there's absolutely zero... Um, you know, I guess there never is in the playoffs, but there is zero guarantee that the best team in any of these series is going to win it. Anybody can win two out of three real easy. Very, very easily, yeah. And, and, and that, that's one of my, my hang-ups about, like, baseball coverage or, like, you know, uh, more coverage from people who don't follow the industry, like, uh, at, like, a granular level. It's sure. like just the, the, the concept that it's like other sports where, like, oh, the, you can't, like, you can't physically impose yourself upon your opponent like you can in basketball or football or soccer or, or hockey or like, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just, it, it just doesn't really work that way. It's just, yeah. And, and so to, uh, you know, I understand why MLB does it. I don't like it, but like having the expanded playoff, like I think the, I think that the, the regular season should mean more. I would be like the home field advantage. This is good. Obviously they're playing, you know, they were playing for that and they can, they contemplated, you know, saving Alec Manoa to, potentially pitch in game 162 to make sure that they got home field, which they obviously don't have to. Also, that would have been insane. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, but like, like that means something. But to me, I think that, the, that you should like, I'm a, I'm a proponent of like they do in Japan of 
you get home field and also it's like a best of four where the home team at the the top seed gets credited with a win before the series even starts you know like that that to me would make it and and that's kind of like i don't know like the, i don't feel that the traditionalists who are all applauding Aaron Judge this week probably uh <laughs> would 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 uh would approve of such a such a crazy scheme but uh but i do think that uh, you know the regular season has to mean a little bit more than it does right now um cuz I, I mean yeah I, it, it's the Jays are the it, third best team in the American League. They could be done in two days, and yeah, yeah. like that's crazy. Yeah. That's that, that, that's. I mean, they'll also. I don't know. Then be the second best team. Sure. Guess, yeah. Uh, also have an issue uh, now that we're talking about it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the the AL Central. Yeah. What gar What garbage is this? Uh, yeah. Home field what, like, for, uh, for those guys. Yeah. There's should be and, and just just a trash division, like just and and consistently so. And it's um, well, it's a shame that, that, that more, we've right? kind like, of like we thought the yeah. White Sox would be okay. We thought the Twins were going to be well, you know, maybe what that we expected the Tigers to take a step forward. That was a terrible division this year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. oh, the tw- the Twins are the weirdest one to me somehow. I mean, the White Sox. I don't know. Your man, Tony LaRusso is your manager. <laughs> yeah, so, somebody somebody pulling the strings is not making the right call right. in that organization. But like, uh, but yeah, the twin like the twins had a big deadline. Like, like Tyler Maley was a guy that that I, I don't think he's vaxxed, so he couldn't have gone to the Jays, but was like. A, a nice a nice fit as a starting pitcher like they had a good deadline uh things have come around for the twins like they, they're doing okay in that jose barrios trade yeah um and like and then they just completely fell apart um and and stupid cleveland who's just like not even trying they're not trying and they're just gifted <laughs> this division every year it's absurd <laughs> Yeah, I, I had a, a conversation. You brought up the players that are unvaxxed there now, and you know whether or not that would have applied to Robbie Ray. Would he have gone out a couple weeks ago and gotten vaccinated if he had to? We had Arden Zwelling on a couple weeks ago and talked about how you know Mark Shapiro was uh, had become basically a lobbyist to the Canadian government to you know let us in, let, let let us play some games at home, figure out what we can get done. And then all of a sudden, just before the playoffs start, they decide, well, we're just going to throw the doors to the border open. I almost figured you'd be lobbying in the opposite direction. Just give us a couple more weeks of keeping the border closed, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he has, Shapiro has bigger things on his plate, like shutting down active TO. And, and, yeah. And so that someone's got to do it. Dri- so <laughs> suburban drivers can take away a, a nice thing that the people who actually live in the city uh, get to enjoy. Uh, fair that's, enough. That's absurd. That's absurd to me. I try, to, I try to like the Blue Jays, but sometimes they do stuff like that. They do. Like they they make some odd decisions now <laughs> and then. Uh, fair enough on that. Look, why don't we talk a little bit about um, you know what we're getting out of Seattle? And everyone knew they were going to take a, a step forward and we're going to contend a bit this year. I don't know if I saw them being quite ready to be where they are, but uh, this is. Um, a very good team right there within a win or two of the Blue Jays, and that's what it looks like in the playoffs. What are we getting out of this Mariners team? What is What are they going to come at us with here? Yeah, I mean, no, they're good. I mean, Robbie Ray, uh, Suarez is really, really good. Like, the pitching has – I think that the lineup has its holes, and, and it's easy to sort of uh, – you know, the grass is always greener, I feel, for a lot of fans. And, like, you look at you look at the wins and you look at it, – it's just, it's been exciting, too, honestly, like for, for Seattle fans who have been so starved for – uh, for for the playoffs, and it's like I you almost feel like like you don't like I I would love to see the Blue Jays like beat them very quickly and, and yep. dispatch them like immediately, but also like those like just following Seattle folks on Twitter like they 
uh, it, it's it's real meaningful for them. That well, it's the same thing, right? It's been so long, right? and they're not getting a home game. And again, they could be done in two days, right? Like this whole thing is just blinking. It's over. It's it really, it really yeah. is. But yeah, they're they're really they're a really good team. Um, you know, Rodriguez is obviously like a, a, a superstar. Uh, is he healthy? Do, do we know? I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, and I, I don't know. I think the back the back end of that lineup, like the Blue Jays lineup, is shockingly deep. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Actually, it was like, like uh, you you kind of it, it hasn't felt like that all year. But you look up at the end of the year and you're like, oh wow, like every hitter is above average in this yeah. lineup, and uh, a lot of you know. Uh, I think there were tweets going around where. Uh, you know they've got more production out of the sixth and seventh spot in their lineup than any other team, and it's uh, like by I think a pretty good margin. And it's uh, you know the, the <laughs> if the balls find the holes, they'll they'll do real well. Um, but yeah, I mean everybody knows in Toronto and, and in Canada like what Robbie Ray could do. Uh, it turns out he's going to be able to get across the border, yeah. as we've discussed. Um, so yeah. I, it, like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough it's gonna be a tough series and, and like the Manoa magic let's let's see like I mean how many times have we said like I oh, didn't have his best stuff but managed to like suppress good contact and 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 it works and it keeps working it's it feels a little smoke and mirrorsy to me like I think his strand rate is is like abnormally high and yeah. stuff but also he's just like it, you you see it enough over and over that you're like okay well maybe he's just that guy which would be awesome and uh and i, I i'm rooting for him to just be that guy um uh, but yeah it, 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 his whole season could be rewritten very quickly if things go sideways in the playoffs and especially in this first series where it's so like you say like it's so short is there any chance you know i I think we're all expecting this at this point to go Manoa Gosman strip. Uh, are we? Is there anything to be worried about? I know you mentioned it in your last piece about uh, about Gosman and apparently you know having a cut on his finger. Um, are they expecting that to be an issue? It sounds like they're not. They're saying all the right things. Um, you know, I, it's weird. I, 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 he said that he would have continued on in that game, like had it been like even a couple weeks earlier when they were still sort of fighting for something. And it's just like extreme precaution. Uh, about about the finger and obviously like they have you know the laser treatment and whatever crazy things they're doing uh to maintain that because like like just so just the nature of throwing a splitter is is so difficult so i, I think that'll be fine i honestly i'm in the i'm in the the stripling game two camp i think that i think i remember joe Siddle saying uh on sports like yeah don't get cute with it like Go 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 to your second best starter in game two, um, but I mean I think Stripling has been great, obviously, and uh, and I like the idea of potentially winning that game and still having Gosman to pitch for uh, the first game of the next series. So that uh, or yeah, you don't want deciding to game three or deciding game three. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I like I, I like that I like that idea, but I also I mean Stripling in the game three is fine. Stripling in game one of the next series is fine. Um, Debate's over. Yeah. It's not you know what I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking myself out of this. I'm like, well, yeah, actually, that might be better. Even like, but, yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, I think on like on talent, and I mean, it's so it's so weird. I mean, stripling season has been so weird, and he's just such a uh, an interesting pitcher in that he you know does a strike a ton of guys, but like it's by on deception, gets by on you know the great changeup, and 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 you know him talking about preparation this week was really interesting. I thought, and and how he's like, okay, like is this. Uh, uh, breaking balls to get swing and miss, or to or or to to induce bad contact, and like they're you know lanes for his fastball. And he talked about this on the broadcast when they when they interviewed him, and and it's just it's just a cere- cerebral kind of pitcher, 
uh, which I, you know, I personally have a lot of kind of affinity for those guys. Uh, but, but, you know, especially this day and age, it's so hard to not be like, okay, but yeah, Gosman, like, can right. throw 96 and, and that splitter is insane. And like, you can see the outcomes over and over and over again, which we have all year. Like the Babbitt on, on Gosman has been, been bad. Like the, you know, the, the, he's, he's a better pitcher, I think, than his numbers show, but there can be those games where, where that happens to him and stripling has been really rock solid. It's been, it's been quite incredible. Um, so they can't go wrong, I guess is what I, is where I'm coming to on that. But, uh, but it, yeah, it should be fascinating. And it's also, it's also fascinating that Alec Manoa is just like already the, like we all, like that's their number one guy. That's their horse. They're going to ride through the playoffs for as long as they can, uh, which is amazing. He's, he's just an awesome dude and fun to watch pitch and, uh, uh, it's just a development that I don't think everybody saw coming this quickly. It is wild to think that, you know, you've recently locked up both Gosman and Barrios to these huge long-term deals and neither one will, is your preferred game one starter. You called it this kid, you called <laughs> yeah. it up last year. So, um, which is awesome to see. What do you think Barrios's real, uh, role in this series would be? Is he a long man? If one of these gets away from you, is he in the pen? Are you not going to see him at all in these three games in case you need him to start game one? What do you think uh, we're going to see out of him? Yeah, I, I think I think Longman is is probably you know he's a, he's a better version of Mitch White, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I mean they're going to need they're going to need extra pitchers like as the playoffs go on. I know I'm kind of like getting ahead of myself talking about further series, but like he's gonna he's gonna make starts in the playoffs, and, yeah. and you know you, it, it's not going to be about the contract, but it's also like. Uh, yeah, you don't go to Mitch White if you have Barrios like sitting there available and not slated to sca- to start any of the the three games in the the first round. So like Barrios, I presume will come out of the pen and, and at some point, or ideally at no point, and then he can go game two in the next series or however however the days line up. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but yeah, it, it's weird. It's very weird uh, to have a guy who has been that good historically. Uh, and just you, yeah, like they're they're making the right call like mm-hmm. you can't have confidence in him and uh like you know long term still a good guy to bet on but right now you know that's not what any of this is about and uh and you know like i think it would be it it, w- it would be tough in the room to try to justify right. pitching him more than than you absolutely have to like you know you, you uh, you'll get a lot of nods if you're like yeah we're going to use Alec as often as possible like that, yes but Barrios uh, you know i'm sure i'm sure a nice guy everybody has great things to say about Barrios but you know just based on performance right now he hasn't earned it yeah no i think that's i think that's fair uh what about the blue jays health we're hearing about uh both Espinal and uh Guriel who were brought with them to Baltimore in the hopes that they'd be able to get through some some baseball you know activity, but the weather was so shit they barely got anything done. They were I guess looking for you know places for them to be able to train a little bit in Baltimore. They talked about sending them back to Toronto. I think you mentioned in your piece. Uh, I can't remember for sure. Someone mentioned it. I've read an awful lot over the last day or two, obviously. But <laughs> you know, are you expecting? It's awfully hard to just come on back in after a couple of weeks off, injured, and start the playoffs. I. I you got to assume they would have preferred to get them into a couple games here. Yeah, I, I think definitely. But I mean, also, I mean, if these were better players, it might be a different conversation, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, you know, everybody likes Gurriel. He's a fun guy. Espinal had a great start to the year, deserved all star. Um, but like second base, like he's he basically stole the second base job from Kevin Biggio, which I think a lot of people had penciled in because you know the, the lefty righty platoon. He you know, Biggio was going to get the 
the majority of the bats there, and that's not how that all worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's just the spot that's kind of in flux. And uh, Merrifield's you know, hot now. Uh, as, yeah, as much as I am not the, the hugest fan of that trade, yeah. uh, I don't hate it. Like I, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I dislike it for different reasons uh, than I think a lot of people. Like a lot of people have been like, "Oh, Max Castillo, you know, how do you give, give that guy away?" And you're giving starts to Kikuchi and Mitch White, and I, there's something to that. But I don't think Castillo is a, a guy. Uh, also, I don't think he was going to last the winter on the forty man. Right. Uh, it's mostly because you know, Merrifield has been has been bad and declining, and like the you know the you look at his weighted runs created plus, and it's just like it's like a four year. Like yeah, just swoon. sinking like a stone. Yeah. Uh, happy, happy that he's doing great right now. But like, and I, I think like as as I'm saying about Espinal, like I think that that he doesn't really have a place at the, at the moment. Like, great glove, love, love Espinal. No, no problem with Espinal. But uh, yeah, I think that I think I think Whitmerfield is going to start game one of the playoffs at second base. Um, and Guriel too. I mean, this is that this is like an audition for uh, what the team in a post Guriel world might look like, which uh, in terms of can be still pretty good. He's uh, he's a really he's an interesting player. Uh, a lot slower than I think he thinks he is. <laughs> um, and, uh, That's relatable, and, like, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like this year is it's been a really interesting turn. Like the way that like he had a he rode the hot hand for a while, uh, becoming like uh, a slap hitter basically. Like he was just getting, he has like his power numbers have like gone in the toilet this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it, and, and when balls are falling into play and falling for hits, like it, it looks good. And you're like, Oh, this guy just, this guy just knows professional hitter knows how to hit. Uh, and you know, when, when the bad times come, you know, the, the occasional home run would be nice. And he's, he hasn't been that, that guy. Uh, and you know, you, you'll see him, you know, he'll, you'll see him air out, air out a throw that's the, that's real good every once in a while. But, uh, you know, just uh, just ta- taking a stepping back from, like, what a, what a cool dude he seems to be and how much they seem to like him, just an extremely average player or maybe a little bit below. So I, I, I don't know that they're – you know, if it were George Springer trying to get healthy, that would, uh, that would be a different conversation. Sure. That's a game-changing player. And I don't think, I don't think that Guriel and Espinal are. Do you think – We'll see either of them then on this the roster for the wild card series, or will they be somewhere else? I, I, would, to get expe- up I would expect so. Yeah, I, I would. I think they'll probably have them on there, but I, I, yeah, I, I haven't like sat down with pen and paper and sure, really no. poured over it. But like, I mean, they're, like they're like like an average player is still pretty good. But but yeah, I don't. I, I think they'll be there, but you know, probably pinch hitting, uh, not defensive replacements in uh, in Guriel's case, but uh, I'm not pinch running either. No. Uh, so maybe I would give maybe I'd give the edge to Espinal in that in that sense, and it sounds like he's a little bit ahead of Guriel in terms of like recovering from the injury as well. So if I had to pick one that I think is I'm more confident would be on the roster, it's Espinal. But we'll see. What the hell do I know? <laughs> well, hopefully something. Otherwise, we're wasting <laughs> our time. Yeah. Here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Um. So what do you think then? You know, beyond Robbie Ray on that Mariners pitching staff what are we looking at do we know who's going to start game two for them what can you tell us about the the pitching that we're about to face well i think <clears throat> excuse me i think i think ray is going to start game two and then yeah like uh i mean they're yeah their pitching is their pitching is pretty deep it's good i mean that sometimes is uh uh a flaw like in once you get into short series like you want to be top heavy uh, which the base have done very well because their fourth and fifth starters and six starters have been terrible <laughs> uh <laughs> so so uh that should be good. Their bullpen's really good over in Seattle as well. That seems um, to be an edge they're going to have over Toronto. 
is the yeah. I, I I think the Jays bullpen has been sort of sneaky good lately, and and you know a lot of talk about the trade deadline and them not going out and getting like a, a lights out guy. Anthony Bass has been really good. Jordan Romano taking like another step forward in the middle of the season has been obviously uh, pretty huge for them. And I think that like John Schneider once you know once push came to shove opening up him for the possibility of like going multiple innings yeah. or, or at least going four batters or, or, you know, or, or pitching, you know, maybe not a full two innings, but like just going to him when necessary uh, uh, helps a ton. Like the, just helps, just, just, just really solidifies it. And it's something that of, of course you're not going to do that in May. Um, but now like the opportunity is there and I, you know, like Garcia's good, like Mays has been good. Um but yeah, I do. I tend to agree with you that the Mariners may have a bullpen advantage. But like the Jays, it, like the margins are so thin on this. And I was saying this to somebody the other day as well. Like, uh, like when Brett Cecil got injured in 2016. Yeah. Like that's uh, like like that. A lot of people think, and there's a good argument to be made that like that really changed the dynamic of that series. Like that, just that one guy in the bullpen. I mean, because he was a lefty and really good, didn't hurt. But like, sure. yeah, like the, the like like this stuff can can change. Uh, like the the margins are so thin that like losing one reliever can make a huge difference. So, uh, yeah, and I think a lot of I mean that's just the way modern baseball is, right? Like a lot of a lot of what happens is going to come down to the bullpen. So, uh, uh, yeah, you'd like to have a you'd like to have another lights out guy back there, but uh, but there but there you know all right. Only takes, <laughs> you know, you've you've only got to be good or bad one day probably in this series if you're a bullpen arm, right? And and you'll have done your it, like you said, it's it's a total flip of the coin if. If Romano blows up on the wrong day, it, you really don't have time to recover. So it's it's true. No, these series are crazy. I don't, you know, yeah. Um, it'll it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I hope. How, how <laughs> and, big? And, how big of an advantage is it? I, I remember you saying on the show at one point uh, that you got sucked in with the buy season tickets to get playoff tickets mm-hmm. uh, thing that they mm-hmm. did. So you've been down there. Uh, MLB gets to take over operations of the building. They seem to prefer the roof to just be closed and stay closed, which, um, you know, makes it even louder down there. Uh, mm-hmm. it, in that regard, like all the complaints that people have about the dome, it, it can still be on the right day, a really fun place to watch a game. Like what's it like to be down there on a, on a playoff day? Oh my God. I mean, the atmosphere is electric. It's going to be, it's going to be bonkers. And, 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 I, I just saw Kevin Gossman talking about that in, in a, 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 to, to reporters today, like just about how that's like the, the atmosphere there. And just like the, 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 the Toronto fans can get a bit menacing at times, uh, you know, not necessarily, not, not even just about throwing beer cans at no. people, but like, uh, but yeah, like that, like you can feel that energy. It's uh, it, it, it's, it's a very engaged, smart fan base that, that, you know, that building for all its faults, and uh, you know, I love the, what they're doing in terms of the renovations and stuff. I think that's going to be, you know, make it all the all the better. But like uh, when it like when that building is full, it's like the energy is crazy. It's uh, it, it's 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 a spectacle. Like it's it's something. It's something. It's like an entity to itself. Just the building and the way that it breathes. And and I think you're right. Yeah, the 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 roof being closed. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe maybe folks, and- maybe maybe. <laughs> yeah oh my god it, it like it and the stink as well but also yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> it gets humid in there yes but like, but like yeah this i think this i think the sound it makes it, it makes a difference and I, I i don't know what the players think actually like uh like i know a lot of fans 
some fans are like, hey, it's chilly, but also like, I think a lot of fans are like, oh, it's October and we're from Canada. Like, yes. uh, if it's it's fourteen degrees. You can open the roof. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's a battle that has been that has been lost for a long time. Um, and there's there's a huge difference between the roof closed on a rainy May Tuesday against the Rays versus the roof closed in a playoff game. Like it's gonna be, uh, it's it's gonna be wild. It's it's gonna be really fun, and uh, that's you know. I, you know that's why you can only hope that it that, that it, it goes well and and you know we can be Carries talking on, about this yeah. for a few more weeks and not just like like wake up Monday morning and be like oh wow the Blue Jays that was dope. fun yeah <laughs> yeah um but the last thing I wanted to ask you about here and you mentioned this as well in your most recent piece at the Batflip.ca was about the broadcasts and um mm-hmm. I, the Jays fans seem to there seems to be very much two camps now I think when Dan is is running the show everybody is all on board, understands he's one of the best in the business. Um, but I was pretty sure had this been a Toronto Tampa series, you were going to be at like 10 AM on the cooking channel in the U S or, or whatever. Um, no doubt the one o'clock game. Now that you're playing a West coast opponent, it's moved up to four o'clock. Uh, but the games are all going to be on Sportsnet with the Sportsnet crew, as opposed to whatever, uh, the American feed is that typically gets sent in here. Um, you mentioned it in your in your most recent piece. Why is this, in your opinion, on top of just the familiarity with the host, but like so significant? Yeah, I, I just, I mean, it's like it's there. This is the family, right? Like this, I, I, I've had people push back and be like, "Oh, you know, the playoffs should feel different. It should feel. It should be a national yeah. broadcast. It should be. It should be." people who don't know what they're talking about and haven't watched this team and are saying things that are making you angry all Give the time. Give me more Harold like, Reynolds. I'm up for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, have you tried to listen to John Smoltz? Like, it, it's, it's atrocious. Like, oh, like uh, to be mad that you're not getting that is insane to me. You know, fair enough opinion to have. Sure. But yeah, like, uh, like you know, say what you will about Buck and Tabby. Uh, I, I, I have frequently sure uh they, they can they they're 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 older gentlemen mm-hmm. from a from a different uh, who come at the game from a different perspective but obviously we all love them obviously uh you know like baseball lifers who are are, are uh you know just revered in the game and but like buck in particular and love tabby yeah. i think dan you're correct like dan like dan just elevates everybody around him like he's he's incredible uh and there's a gravitas like, uh, with him you, there I, too. Yeah. yeah like that if makes you, it feel if like you ask me Hundred percent. If you asked me a year ago, I might not. I might not have been as kind to Tabby, but I feel I thought his work with Dan this summer has been. I agree. Been like he's the been best, he was the best year of his career. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I think, and uh, and like those two can go on their old man tangents and and you know and and what have you. Um, but like just to have the home broadcast, to have people who know what they're doing and like know the team and understand like the beats of the of of like what stuff means for the fan base and what you know just just and understand the city i i like i mean it it, it would be it's, it's crazy that anybody would be like this is a bad idea like this is and and just to think about you know like and i and this is what i wrote it was like touch them all joe tom yes. cheeks call when when the the carter home run in 1993 like that's the one everybody remembers but i promise you not everybody was listening on the radio like it's it's become the i mean he he called the shit out of that. Like that's that's a great call. Yep. Uh, like especially the spontaneity of it. And, uh, the, you know everything going into it. Like, but the the reason that it's it's iconic is because he was the voice of summer, and he was like you know so many people, you know, grew up listening to Tom Cheek, spent their whole summer of ninety two, ninety three, and many many before 
listening to Tom Cheek in a, in a way that people do with Buck Dow and with Buck and Tabby. And like to, to have like the, the reason that that the radio call gets superimposed on the TV images every time you see that home run is because that means something like that's, that that's like, it's we're the CBS all... crew that was in there. You didn't know, you didn't care. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think yeah, that's, no, I, I think it's, I, I just, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't, I, I feel like I'm arguing against a straw. It's not like some people did push back, but I'm like, who, like, how would you not want your home, crew to do it like i mean when the raptors were in the were in the, the nba finals like were people were people tuning into abc right like come on no you wanted matt devlin and you want to yeah. hear your guys and, and i think you know i think it's a great point that you make that down the road especially if this goes well it will mean more to you to hear those replays or to see those uh to hear those calls and see those replays with your own guys over it as opposed to you know joe buck or, or whoever it's going to be um you know that yeah you, you like a huge home run like to hear get up ball of buck getting all mad at the baseball <laughs> as, it, as it flies over the fence like that'll be amazing yeah no i i think it's interesting i was surprised to see it because they don't normally like to allow that right they they, they like to push out their you know ex uh, you know their you're selling yeah. exclusive rights to these other networks, and so I was surprised, well, but uh, I think pleasantly so. Well, and, and the J and the Jays are a unicorn here because they're the only team yep. in Canada, and, and it's like they can you can be like, okay, this is our national broadcast. Like it kind of like the rights issues are are different, True. right? Yeah. Like, like the Met, the Mets couldn't couldn't get away with this because of the agreements they have with American networks sure. that uh, that just don't apply because Sportsnet is going to, you know, if Sportsnet wants to do this, they they can. You know, they're the exclusive home in Canada. The MLB is not going to stop them, which uh, which is great. It's a technicality, and uh, it, it also means that you know, Sportsnet could do spring training games and stuff like that too. They could hey, do a lot. how they about send, that idea? They could send Ben Wagner on the road instead of having call radio games like from from Toronto when they're when they're not there, yeah. uh, which is absurd. Um, they could do a lot of things when, and I guess when the dollars and cents line up, shockingly, sure, uh, <laughs> the, the fine folks at Rogers uh, uh, give the give the old check mark. Uh, there are a couple other interesting series here. I'm just curious if there's one outside of the Jays that you would be most interested in. For me, I see, um, you know, I don't know if it quite stands up to the way it would have in history, but when you see Cardinals versus Phillies, like that has some. Uh, you know, those are those are historic franchises that that you know. Those are, those are nice uniforms, yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? And, <laughs> and I'm I'm interested in the Mets and the Padres as well, right? Like the Pods, and what an interesting season and everything that went down with Tatis, and you know, it just was a fascinating year. Um, the Mets doing what the Mets do at the end of the season and, and losing <laughs> the division. Um, you know what? If it wasn't going to be, you know, when you're not watching the Jays, what uh, which series will be the one that's highest on your your must watch list? Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I it's definitely not Cleveland and Tampa. No, it's not. Say, <laughs> like there are things to like about the the Guardians for sure. Um, I would have liked them yeah, to those... trade us their third baseman. A good idea. Uh, <laughs> the Jays do, are doing all right through yes, this, but, but uh, uh, yeah, it's not it's not that one. Yeah, I think you're right that like the Padres are, are fascinating. I like I kind of uh, a lot of the shine has kind of come off yeah. them in the last couple of years. Obviously the Tatis stuff and whatever, but like um, I mean, I just lo- I I love that they go for it and, and kind of like have an affinity for them from a distance. And like part of it is that they're like you know the only big four team in that market and it's a bit of a different thing and and you know they they, they but also I don't, I don't know like they, they could be the pittsburgh pirates and uh <laughs> it turns out you can just get away with doing that <laughs> and and people will complain but they'll just get and, and instead and instead they're out there 
you know, paying Manny Machado, paying, you know, paying Hosmer or whatever, like yep. to go away. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but, but like, but like they're trying, they're trying to bring in good baseball players and to win and to leverage their financial resources as much as possible. Uh, I, I, I like that. I think, you know, you want you want your team to do that, even if you know, some of the Padres' attempts at doing it have not really worked out so great for them. And even if they're um, about to face a team that is doing that at twice the <laughs> twice the clip. Yeah, and, uh, and I mean... But I do. I, I, I'm with I, you I, on the Padres, I, I, right? I, I want to see those teams be rewarded. I want it to work, right? Just to yeah. incentivize other teams to do the same, to spend and go for it, like... Hundred percent, hundred percent. I I don't I don't have a problem with the Mets either. I mean, I assume that's because I you know if I have to if I have to like one New York team, yep, I don't. But, there. <laughs> but, but if I have to, it's the it's the Mets, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and just, I mean, that's just a. I mean, we could go on for hours about what an interesting franchise that is and yeah. has been forever. But also, like I'm I'm of a certain vintage, uh, and like one of the first World Series I remember was uh, was '86, mm. and uh, and like that like that's just like that's a that was a crazy team. And the Mets, yeah. have, the Mets have always kind of been really interesting, uh, not necessarily in a good way. Uh, so no, no bad, no bad outcomes out of that series. Like Philadelphia at St. Louis, I could not give less of a shit. Really? really okay. Stopped. Yeah. Uh, like the card, I have no, I have no affinity for the Cardinals. And Yadi and, and Wainwright can go walk into the sunset. I don't care. <laughs> um, it's, I just, uh, you know, oh yeah, they're the best fans in baseball. Go get fuck off. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but nice clothes. The aesthetic will be nice. Sure, yeah. Uh, well, the Phillies uh, were interesting I, I, because they I think were they're going to get whoever wins that's going to get stomped by Atlanta anyway. Yeah, true. But the uh, the Phillies were supposed to be you know this historically bad worst defensive team ever, right? With the uh, the moves they made in the off season, and here they are at the end stand and made it into a, a playoff round. I I don't know. They could be kind yeah, of yeah. I'm not yeah. I'm not sure. I, I, I like the idea of the the six DH concept of being validated. No, okay. but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, they, look, they have, they've had their success. They yep. got, they, they, they had Roy Halladay. They won the World Series. They got nice uniforms. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's about the extent uh, of it. Seems, Philly seems like a cool city. I know a lot of people uh, that, uh, that have great things to say about Philly. I've been, I've been in my life, but it's been a very long time. Uh, you know, no, yeah, I have nothing against, I have nothing against the fine people yeah. of Philadelphia. So it's, uh, or it's, St. Louis. It's just Mets more, more, so, more so not against Philly than St. Louis. But, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but when you rule out the Rays I, and uh, I still couldn't care less about yeah. who wins this series. Rays and Cleveland, no pods and or uh, fills and <laughs> cards, no for you. So yeah, you're, you may have lots of free time this weekend if you're only watching the Jays and the uh, the pods. Yeah, yeah. Which is well, we got Thanksgiving you to got, do, right? Got some turkey uh, to and, deal with. But then we will also get you know the Dodgers in the second round, which uh, yeah. You know, for for what for whatever ills there exist of the Los Angeles Dodgers, it, and and I I've heard the state I haven't been, but I've heard the stadium is uh, looks better on TV than it looks in real life. <laughs> but uh, but it's a nice backdrop, and I think it's a pain in the ass to get to. It's like uh, they bull, they also bulldozed an ethnic community to build it in the '60s, which is insane. Yeah. Um, but also, it's a it's a nice backdrop like that. That uh, you know, Vin's not around anymore, but it's still like. And speaking of, you know how cool it is to have your home broadcasters do those games but uh yeah that'll, that'll be interesting dodgers mets that'll be a fun series if that should it happen but also padres dodgers could be very good as well um and then the jays get the astros if they if they make it through which uh not yeah. sure i like that no either. no they're, they're very very good 
Well, we'll get to that if we get to that, I suppose. uh, (laughs) First pitch goes Friday at 4.07. What's coming up on the batflip.ca and on uh, on the podcast before then? Uh, I'm going to be podcasting later today with Nick. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, what whatever is happening in the uh, in the doubleheader to end the season uh if either of us bothers to watch it yes. uh, it seems like, it seems like a lot of people are, are are taking the opportunity to check out on this one which um you didn't really need to do it <laughs> once once all that stuff's decided like why are you playing two games do you like, think this okay is to- anything to do- I, I saw shy and uh and arden talking about how baseball you know was pressing a little bit we want to actually finish the schedule but you could have played one today and been close enough do you think this has anything to do with the fact that seattle played two on tuesday and might have been calling the office going hey like fuck those guys they can play two tomorrow like (laughs) there is a certain amount to me that that kind of screams like even if seattle didn't call the office going look they're doing it they're having to burn through their guys and and you know go through this toronto should have to do the same the next day just for you know keeping everything level yeah, I you know there's probably something to that, yeah. or uh, or even if it's not about a threatening call from Seattle. I, I mean, you know, you should you should finish the schedule if you can. I guess uh, it, you know you could have told the Astros to go home like three weeks ago. And, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like that's you know where do you draw the line? It's like well, you, I guess you draw it at 162 games unless it's really really meaningless or really impossible. So right. it, it's it's possible. So I guess they're doing it. Uh, compelling TV, it is not. No. So that's what uh, you got coming up on the pod. What about over at the batflip.ca? I interrupted you there. I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I, I, I don't know. I'll wake up tomorrow and see if I, I'm going to write something. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll be covering the covering the games all weekend. And that's, uh, you know, that's that's where my, where my attention is going to be. Um, but I, I, I can promise you this. I will not write about the doubleheader here on, uh, on Wednesday or Thursday or whatever the hell day it is. How am I supposed to find out what happened? Because I'm sure <laughs> not watching it. So. <sighs> yeah, it's it's just one of those things where who cares, right? It's you over. Know, I, so. And and I, uh, you know, I, I am in the very fortunate position to, uh, of being somebody who can cover the team without a boss, without like – some phony demand that like, Oh, all games must be covered. Right. Uh, I just feel like, yeah, fuck that. Like nobody cares. This no. is not, this is not worth my time. I'm not just doing it for, you know, the, to exercise my typing hands. Like, <laughs> no. uh, no, no, nobody's going to want to read it. I'm not going to have anything particularly interesting to say. So, uh, a long time ago, I've kind of, I, I, I came around and have embraced the idea that I just, I just don't have to do that. I don't know. Nobody's <laughs> asking me to, um, so yeah, you, you you heard it here first, folks. I do not give a shit about the the season ending double hunter. There you go. So don't look for that at the batflip.ca, <laughs> but do keep an yeah. eye on it throughout the weekend. Oh, throughout throughout the weekend, and then man, I like I'm an off season guy also, so we don't need to yeah. talk about any of that just yet. But like, I don't know all that stupid rosterbation stuff, all the the, the non tender deadlines, and, and and oh, like that, like you know that. Sometimes uh, this is a tangent, but like I don't know. Like sometimes I don't know. Yeah, it's like yeah, they made a good double play in the sixth inning, and and the the relievers pitched well. I'm like <laughs> I don't know. Like they, like they, the games are obviously what the interesting part, but uh, I don't know. There's just a little more meat on the bone of the off season sometimes because you know only one team's going to win the World Series. It would be very nice. If it was the Blue Jays this year, obviously, yeah. uh, but they're all going to be back at the drawing board soon, and that's kind of you know that. What we've seen all season, and we always do. You know, the choices that they make in the weeks following the playoffs are 
going to set us all up for the rest of the year. So, uh, yeah, kind of, there. Kind, kind of, I'll be okay to, to, to dig into that at some point, but, uh, hopefully not until, you know, early November or whenever they play the stupid world series now. Yeah. Honestly, well past Halloween. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. guess, I guess if it makes a couple of bucks, then that's what we're going to do, but it's getting awfully late. Uh, but you're right. I I'm totally with you that in most of the sports that I like, uh, sometimes the off season, is just as interesting as uh, as what you see day to day. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye on it's, the batflip.ca. Sorry, man. I, I was just going to say, it's, like, it's it's hard to recalibrate after, like, decades of that being the only good thing about the Blue Jays. Right. Like, like, like for the first <laughs> decade I spent covering the team, it was like, literally, you would watch the traffic peak at the trade deadline and at the winter meetings because those were the only important times of the year, and then the team would play their games and they'd be terrible. <laughs> like... <laughs> Hey, look, we got Lyle like, Overbay, and, and, and now everything. That's it. That's it for pretty pretty good trade, though. Pretty good trade. I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I felt like but, I needed you know, to yeah, drive yeah. by Lyle Overbay. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Orlando Hudson, pretty good too. Yeah, but no. Uh, uh, it, uh, again, I don't want to push this into an off-season focus kind of thing. No, but uh, but yeah, the Jays got some real decisions. I mean, we were talking about Ross Stripling earlier. Like mm-hmm. that's that's. Huge, and that's all. There's a lot of stuff like that. it. Turns out they got a lot of money tied up in pitchers who might not be that. Good. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's going to be a challenge. <laughs> yeah, you better uh, you better know what Barrios is going to be before you make a decision on Stripling. I would think so. Yeah, that'll be interesting to follow. Listen, man, I uh, I know you got a busy schedule. I know you got another show to do today. I know you got writing to do uh, coming up. I appreciate it, as always you making some absolutely time. not today. No, yeah. maybe not today. But. <laughs> Songs to be but sung, no, uh, maybe. Uh, uh, well, karaoke nights uh, will come around again. Gorgeous. But, uh, probably not. Probably not today. Probably well. not no, today. Thank you so much for having me. Man. <laughs> uh, always appreciate the time. You can check out his work at thebatflip.ca and uh, Blue Jays Happy Hour on uh, your podcast app or the call-in app if you want to uh, ask some questions and feeling good. I yeah. I got a weird feeling. Yeah, so I know. Tough, but yeah, the, I mean the vibes are good. The Red Sox series over the weekend like that that really uh you know people have lack object permanence yes. <laughs> sometimes and, and it's like they're only as good as their last two weeks and nothing else ever existed but also they've been pretty good lately I, I, they, they could go on a run absolutely uh houston is in the way but but we'll see we'll see what happens <laughs> yes they are so is seattle yeah well there's that <laughs> <laughs> uh there goes andrew stoughton uh, you know, one of our uh, most popular guests here on the show, and uh, this, as we mentioned, is a wild week for him, uh, trying to get the writing in and the podcasting in and everything that goes into that. So uh, we appreciate uh, Andrew making a little bit of time for us. Uh, that's going to be the end of this episode of Talkin Audio. Uh, not sure whether we'll be back with anything else this week. We'll kind of see how things play out. You guys know how it goes. And uh, of course it is headed into a long weekend, so we'll see how things shake loose. But uh, in the meantime, give us a follow on social media at Tall Can Audio. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you're hearing us right now. And uh, you can always check out the archives at tallcanaudio.com. Let's get out of here. My name is Matt Robinson. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll catch you all next time. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this old clown was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> <laughs> Ugh.